it's the 220th episode of the Mina's House podcast. I'm Mina Say What? I'm Garnett Briscoe. Dex Stucky. Look, we made it. We've had a rough week, couple of weeks. Last week, we all was going through something. So <laughs> it, it is a new week. And we have not talked about this on the pod, but I made my big announcement prior to, well, on my birthday, that I am pregnant. Yay. Yes. Congrats. Congratulations. Thanks. It's my first baby. So it's a lot of adjusting. This room that I actually do all my work in, half of it is going to become the baby's room. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to move eventually into a new space. Mm-hmm. But as Garnett knows, because he's a real estate agent, the housing market right now is ridiculous. Yeah. That's so crazy, though, because it's like that just shows like your growth. Like, you know, they say like, you know, when you expand your family, things change and you've been in that room like like that's just been like a side like room for you to do your stuff. And that's that's really exciting. Now, I got to say, Mina, you people always say, like, who's the most famous person that, you know, whatever. You may be the most famous person that I know. And the reason I say that is because when you made your announcement, like you did it as a birthday post, too. So I went to go write happy birthday. Congratulations. Right. So you're not click the picture to go make a comment. It was nothing but blue check marks in your mention. <laughs> blue check marks and blue checks. Well, I said, well, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really consider myself famous. I just I just have a public job, you know. Um, yeah, but a lot of people have public jobs and people don't care about them. I'm saying <laughs> check marks all like it was I was like, dang, it's nothing but blue in here. Like that was, that was so crazy. question because everybody I know, you know, have a child and I could be wrong, maybe I just don't know enough people. But the baby run is usually just like for show. The baby always sleep in bed with the parents. So like What's your plans? And I'm not having no baby sleep in the bed with me. I don't know what people do. That's my dog don't say. sleep in the bed. No, the bed is for myself and my partner. We had to come up with a plan because, again, you know, his house, my house, none of the houses are adequate for a child. We, You know, so it's like he's going to have to rent his place out. And we're going to there's no way I was moving to Philly. I live in New Jersey. So <laughs> his house is in Jersey. There's no way I'm moving over there. I'm sorry. OK, I, my I, house I, is right by the water. We got a pool. <laughs> we got a tennis court. You know what I'm saying? It's nice. I got squirrels and, you know, occasionally we have a fox. You know, we have bunnies. Uh-huh. Slow down. Listen, squirrels. They're terrorists. They're just as bad as some of the people in Philly. It's like, man, right now. Look, we got deer over here. I saw a turkey one day. Like, <laughs> I'm not moving from here. Okay. So, um, yeah, we just decided because of the housing market that we were going to wait. And the plan for the baby is we'll have a little bassinet in our room. I already have like a little, I've already started like trying to rearrange the house to make it work. And um, just like throwing clothes out, donating it to Salvation Army, putting stuff in the attic, packing stuff up. Um, We are going to have a little bassinet in the room until the baby's maybe one. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to move the baby into this room temporarily until we find a home. Maybe we'll find a home before we have to move the baby into the, you know, a bigger room. But um, the housing market right now is terrible. Like houses have doubled in prices. If you're selling a house, it's wonderful. But if you're buying a house, it's not so good. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to stay in this house until everything gets better. And, and, and Dex, I know you saw what I saw too, so we're gonna touch on this. How, like, she went to Greece to go drop the photos, though. Like, went to Greece. I'm telling you, Mina's, Mina's the most famous person that I know. And Mina, <laughs> you don't even come across extra. That was extra. Like, that was like, I was like, well, damn. listen, let's listen. Rihanna is the famous one. She did her photo shoot in Harlem, like, under a bridge. You went to Greece. You ate Rihanna up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, we had the Greece trip planned already. And the crazy part was I was literally sick for the first four months. People are like, why did you wait so long? It's because I couldn't even wrap my head around. I'm pregnant. Right. I was so busy being sick. 
Like, and you know, I got three jobs. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, I'm on air yeah. at, you know, two shows daily. And then I write for the Philadelphia Tribune. And then I have the podcast. I have a digital sports show. So like the first four months, I was literally just trying to balance my life, literally throwing up like morning, nighttime. Every time I ate, I would throw up. And it was like, I was, I had not processed that I'm pregnant yet. And it's like, and I'm sick. So it's like, I didn't stop feeling sick until I was like maybe four months in. And that's when I had to plan everything. We already had the grief trip planned. So I felt like when I started to not feel sick, it's like we were rushing everything. Like I already had the Orlando trip planned. I, I went to Orlando with my mother. That was her birthday present. The Greece trip was supposed to be for my birthday. You know, that's why I went like two weeks, three weeks, something like that before my mm -hmm. birthday. So it was like we had these things planned already. So it's like, how do we fit what we have to do inside of these things that we already had planned? So we did the gender reveal with my mom's birthday party. So we got that done. And mm -hmm. then we did the maternity shoot in Greece. Okay, that's done. So we kind of incorporated it into things that were already going on, and that's why I ended up doing my shoot in Greece. I love it though. No, no explanations needed. It, it, that was fire. That you set the bar. No, no. <laughs> right, right, right. If, if if any of my future, you know, baby moms see that, like it's she went to Greece to do hers. Where are you taking me to moon? <laughs> <laughs> I will Photoshop you on the moon. Right, right, right. <laughs> So I really enjoyed it though, but it was really windy and with the dress. Sometimes I felt like I was about to fly away. I mean, it, I thought y'all had a fan because that was perfect. No, yeah. that was natural wind. <laughs> that was like at the top of a mountain, grease wind, and it, the dress made it. It kind of made it like a parachute. Right. So there were moments where I'm like hanging on to him for dear life because I'm about to blow away. <laughs> so, and I was like, I don't know how these models do this. <laughs> like literally. And then my hair is all over the place. My hair literally went like there's times where I have it half up all the way up in a bun. My hair literally changed throughout the whole shoot. We did three different locations in Greece. So we went from locate three different towns. We did it in Santorini. So we did it in three different towns. My hair literally changed every town that we went to because it was like it was the weather was just, you know, it's windy there at that time. I, I only heard about that town because Rick Ross has a, a, a song named after it. <laughs> well, the only reason why I know. So, I mean, it's beautiful. You should go. But it, that, that's really how that turned out to be. It was just like, let's fit it you know, inside of things. Listen, if I wouldn't have went to Greece, I probably would have had mine at Universal Studios. <laughs> we would have, we would have do done the maternity do. shoot at Universal <laughs> Studios right next to Harry Potter World and Jurassic Park. So question is, so, you know, are, are, are you guys going to do, uh, I guess, one of those uh, gender reveal parties as well? Like We uh, did it already it, just it, with it, family. Okay. Like I said, I, I didn't stop feeling sick until four months in. And then it was like, it's crazy how you have to do so many things when you're having a baby, right? Like you gotta, it's so weird. It's like, you gotta plan a maternity shoot. You gotta plan a gender reveal. You gotta do a baby shower. You gotta get the baby's room together. You gotta pick a pediatrician. You gotta go to the doctor every month. I gotta do sonograms. Like, I, it's like, it, this is a job. This is a lot. I love how I love how the doctor appointments. I love how the doctor appointments are like priority on the same level as a maternity shoe. I just love new age. Like, <laughs> they are. We have to document this stuff. So it's like I needed the for maternity shoe. This is what's gonna hang up in my child's uh, room. Picture of her daddy and I in Greece in the wind. So um, and then you got to figure out it's it's like, what theme do you want for the baby shower? There's all this stuff that I never knew about. Like, what, what do you mean? What theme? What mm. colors do you want for the baby shower? Like what? <laughs> you know, it's like how what colors do you want to do the room? What animal do you want to use? Like, come on, man. <laughs> I literally wasted an hour of my life Googling like baby shower themes. And it's like sunflower theme, bee theme. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so we're on like a very tight timeline where we're like, okay, by this month, we got to do this. By this time, we got to do that. We got to get a registry. Now, right now, it's let's get the baby's room somewhat situated, like clear it out and then figure out what we can fit so that we can put it on the registry, right? 
So that's kind of where we are now, just kind of making room for the baby. And yeah, it's new. It's a lot. You know, it's a whole nother job, but I'm I'm trying to manage it. Get used to it. I know, right? I know. Pretty soon you're going to see a baby behind here and I'll be like, I'll get to you later. I'm working. <laughs> All right, let's hop into what's in our feed. Um, there's a lot going on. The internet was just in a shambles. I don't know what's happening. It's a lot. Let's start with Young Thug and Gunna indicted on RICO charges. This is such a big story because it literally involves 28 people in total, um, all of them inside of Young Thugs Collective called YSL, which is a record label, according to him. But according to the district attorney in Fulton County in Georgia, they're saying that this is actually a gang, a street gang. Um, and there's various members of this alleged gang that are indicted on various things, including weapons charges, robbery, racketeering, gang activity, murder, drug possession. Everybody has something different, right? I know with Ghana, he he has specifically the RICO charge. Now, the reason why this is such big news is because there's a lot of rappers involved. One of the allegations is that Young Thug commissioned someone in his group to go and allegedly commit a murder against YFN Lucci in jail, another rapper. Mm-hmm. So, Somehow um, during the press conference, one of the reporters asked why Jack Harlow wasn't indicted or mentioned. I don't know what that's about, but it's literally adding to the salaciousness of the story. I think the bigger thing is the fact that even if, for example, Gunna is just on the RICO charge, even if you just have a RICO charge, because this falls under the RICO umbrella, all the district attorney really has to prove is that, A, this is an organized crime unit. Right. And then prove that in court and then B prove any of the charges. And just because it's Rico, someone can go to jail for something someone else in your group did. They created this for the mobsters, you know, because of what happened is in the mob, they had such a hierarchy in that crime organization that the bosses never did nothing. The people on the lower level did everything. So they created Rico. Right. So that even if the person on the low level did something, if it comes as a part of this organized organization, the people at the top can be held accountable. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) I mean, I can't I couldn't even believe what I'm reading. These guys are rappers. What is going on? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, first, I mean, you know, heart goes out to everybody that's involved. People have kids, people have family members. Uh, you know, they were actively working as far as, you know, some of them is musicians. So, you know, their lives just change in a second. Um, you know, everything is alleged at the moment. So we don't know, you know, what anyone did. I did see that apparently, you know, the uh, the the DA, uh, they've had this, you know, been tracking crimes. They said they committed 50 murders since 2015. And it's like, at what point do you just arrest people? Like, why, why even let it get to 50? Like, right. that's a joke, but that's dead serious too. It's like, so four wasn't enough to like stop this at all. But I get it. That just means that they're trying to implicate somebody else bigger whether that be someone, you know, with a big name, like, you know, Young Thug, um, you know, I'm not sure as far as the gang, who knows if that's a gang, everything is like, seems like a gang at this point. If it's enough people saying the exact same thing or that has a chain that can be labeled as that, you know? So, I mean, all of their lawyers, they have their work cut out for them as far as just proving their innocence. Cause like you said, Mina, it's more so, so the I in Rico means influence. You know, how did did you influence people to do something? You know, and that could be one little thing, and that one little thing could get everybody in trouble. Um, and that's the same thing that happened in the six nine case. So I think that that's very interesting as well. You know, everybody you know gave you know uh, six nine hell for you know turning into an informant and you know speaking on the people that he was actually in the gang with. You know, um, now it puts the onus on I guess the people that we consider to be real gangsters or whatever the case may be, you know, now you may be facing 40 or 50 years of your life for something you had absolutely nothing to do with, you know? So now the tables turn, 
We get to see what's going on. Um, and, you know, when FBI comes, the, the, well, the, when the feds come, usually, you know, they have a very high, uh, have very high conviction rate. So they just don't show up to your door for absolutely no reason. You know, that means that they have compiled a case against you where at the bare minimum, you're going to take a plea. So to just see where see where it's at right now, it looks it, it doesn't look good. Um, everything's alleged at the moment, but it doesn't look good. And it's a very high profile case, like you said. It's a lot of rappers, and you know they have a lot of fans. I, you know, so many people enjoy their music. Young Thug, Gunner, even you know somebody as far as like Wife and Lucci, who's been in jail for a whole separate thing. Um, but yeah, it, it should be interesting just to see how everything turns out. And I just wish the best for all parties involved, the people that are in it. And then the people that, you know, that the families that may have lost lives due to some of this stuff that's going on. So that's my, my take on it. I was just going to say, I mean, and I know you said at the beginning, why wait till 50, but it's kind of what Mina alluded to with the mild, you know, most of these cases, they want it to stick. They don't want it, if it's circumstantial, although they might know they're all tied, they want their hard evidence so they can slap something like a legal charge on you. Um, I just think it's crazy because again, although it's a lot of, it's a lot more rappers involved in this one, this is also something that we've been seeing over the last few years with a lot of rappers and their associates is this, you know, the, the, the Fed slapping these type charges of these organizations being run like that. So I, I also think, you know, for the rappers that might be involved and, you know, these, well, alleged organized crime groups, y'all might want to be careful because just because they haven't come and got y'all yet, it doesn't mean that they sitting, not sitting around not trying to build that case because clearly this was like nothing. I mean, I think I had heard somebody's uh, baby mom or something got killed a month or two ago and they were saying how this was connected to, um, you know, these two rap groups that are battling each other. And they, they kind of alluded to there was a bigger picture, but it was very vague in the illusion. It was more like the local news reporters in Atlanta reporting it more than the police were. So it's I, uh, Money Bag Yo. Yes, Money Bag Yo. I couldn't remember who it was. Um, and that's what they were alluding to at that point that, you know, this was tied into a larger organized crime thing, you know, with, with rappers. But I just think it's crazy. Uh, you know, I hope it works out for everybody. But like you said, Garnett, I don't know. You know, they don't come for you with those RICO charges unless they know they have some stuff to keep you on there. So yeah. I don't know that anybody will be getting out anytime soon unless they pull a 6 9. Then you might get out. When you said somebody's baby mom, I immediately thought you were going to talk about Young Thug's baby mom who was shot and killed in Atlanta. I believe it was either last, I think it was month like or last week or before. something. It was Money Bag Yo's and then his. But with his baby mom, she was killed in a bowling alley, and they said the fight was over a bowling ball. So if that was connected to this, it would make so much more sense to me, only because somebody fighting over a bowling ball and losing their life over that is just insane to me. Right. Um, but outside of that, with this, like, I don't know. I don't really have any, like, solid thoughts on it. So, like, for me, it's kind of one of those things where it's just, like, I'm not saying I'm hoping for the best because I don't even know what that means in this situation. Because if you were killing someone or if you knew your friends were doing that stuff, like, I don't, I mean, you gotta, you, you know, the whole do the crime, you pay the time type of situation. But like, I think that my biggest thing with this is looking at social media, how like people immediately went to their defense. They didn't do this, this, and that they're, they're after them. And it's just kind of like, guys, let's, maybe let's let it play out for a little bit. Like, just like, I don't know, like pump the brakes a little bit. Cause it like, this lit the internet on fire. And I honestly, I don't think those kind of things help. In these situations i think it just kind of causes more confusion because now everybody's writing what rico charges mean and it's just like it, it just for me it just becomes a lot like and it's kind of very confusing I, I really don't even know what to think to be honest with you and then also like i don't know where this is gonna go so i just like to kind of like sit back on this one and just like see how it plays out i just think in general a lot of these rappers are in in neighborhoods that are not the safest and what happens is you form relationships relationships with certain people in the neighborhoods for protection really you know um i mean we've heard of rappers paying certain people for protection to you know usher them into certain places certain clubs you know i mean they're making rap music you know 
So it's like some of the areas where they're performing that, you know, you don't want to get robbed or, you you know, you don't want to head into a situation where your your life is literally in danger. So it's like you're a rapper, you have money that makes you a target sometimes. So a lot of the times these rappers form these alliances or have re- certain relationships with people in the neighborhood that might not have the best occupation or, you know, the best reputation, but they're, they're there for protection. But, uh, you know, so you form these, these, even if you go to jail, right? I mean, how many rappers are, you know, Kodak black wife and Lucci, you know, they're going to jail for stuff and they're forming these relationships with people who might be in a gang or might. So there's like so much crossover sometimes. And I feel like it really sometimes puts people in a situation where they can get in trouble with the law just because of that affiliation. And that's really what this is about affiliation, right? Cause they're saying that YSL is tied to a larger um, group blood group. Right. Mm-hmm. We I don't know that. We don't we don't know that. I always thought of YSL as a music group. I don't know what's going on. I thought it was the cologne. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was the purse? <laughs> Look, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody was talking about YSL. I was like, I was like, this is the one cologne that I love and everybody <laughs> touched by the same cologne as me. Like, <laughs> hey, Dex, something wrong with you, but that's a great time. Thank you. Thank you. We needed that. With that being said, though, talking about the label, like the clothing label. But now, with that being said, though, there are certain things that like certain people just would not be involved in. Like for me, when I think of YSL, I genuinely think of the cologne. When you so like if, the, if charges like this were happening, I, it wouldn't happen to me. You get what I'm saying? Like like there are certain people, kind of like what Mina was saying, that are involved and in, around certain people, and like you kind of bring this on yourself. Like it, I mean, you know what these people are doing. Like it's not like a shock to you that this is happening. So like, yeah, but it's almost like what I used. My mother used to tell me like. You be careful who you hang around with because you might be like, you know, bought into what they're doing. But I used to tell my mom, I'm like, but if I'm not doing it, why should I be worried? Like, let them do what they do. But the problem is the Rico charges, right? Why did you get hit with the Rico? Right. So when you get hit (laughs) with the Rico, you can't even say that anymore. Like, okay, he's a, a human being. He's entitled to do whatever he wants. Doesn't mean I need to be responsible for that. But these are Rico charges. Yes. And sometimes with some of them, they will bring them in on it knowing, knowing that, you know, you little man on the totem pole, you know, or you really haven't had that much affiliation, but you might be able to link them to one thing. Absolutely. You know something. And, you know, for the higher ups in court. So they, they gonna bring you on in on them because they can legally. And I think that was the Takashi portion of it. Like they knew Takashi wasn't out there doing it, but he knew who was, and that's right. why they brought him in. Yeah. Now, well, I, I, I also think uh, it's also we got to take a look at our culture as well and not to say that this is a good thing that is good for the culture because it may force us to shift. But, you know, I think they've been giving us warnings this whole time. So when this gang stuff did get really popular, I don't know if it was because of Lil Wayne or Dipset or it was just a lot going on during that time, you know, growing up, um, where they were blood affiliated and having a lot of rags, you know. Well, Snoop too, oh, even yeah. before. Yeah. 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 Whatever. All right, you're right. right. I, I, but I, I don't think that they made the whole world want to do it. It just was more of a West Coast thing. Um, well, they were probably doing it. They weren't. A lot of them weren't involved in the rap game. Like you have right. your your black mafia family and them that started realizing I can take this money and put it towards you know this entertainment kind of field. Yeah, now I'm just saying you know it's and I, I don't know if it was Jim Jones, but it was one of the the older stakesmen with the hip hop that was like, hey, you just you might want to be careful about what you say out loud. You know, even saying certain words like brazy instead of crazy, that says something to the people that's listening. You know, it's influence. Um, you know, having a certain amount of people around you, you know, look what happened with Bobby Schmurder and GS9. Like that was considered a gang as well. Right. You know, so it's so many different things that this isn't the first one. I think this is the first 
high profile rapper that's been in it for an extensive period of time. So, you know, he, he's been in it for as, as far as the entertainment industry for years, talking, referring to Young Thug. Like, this isn't somebody that's new, fresh off the street. It's like, no, like, he had a, a, a chance to really change his life in a sense, you know, and all of this is a legend, but it's given a timeline where, you know, he had 10 years to try to get out of that situation and do do other things. So, I mean... More than anything, whether, you know, everybody's innocent or guilty, don't know. I think that people need to wake up and be conscious about what's actually happening. You know, you you showing up in videos with 40 other people. Oh, yeah, you may not be the one doing it, but the person next to you that we've been looking for the whole time. And all I need you to do is give him rent money. Give him $5,000 and I can connect you to him, please. Please, yeah. like, or, or let him, or let him be in the video. Yep, and 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 this is the last thing I'm gonna say. One person I'm afraid of, and you know they, I'm afraid that this is gonna happen too because someone else spoke on this too, where they they expressed their fears, and it kind of made sense for what everything is going on in Chicago. Man, it's little Dirk. You know, like he's around a lot of madness, like a lot. Um, at least his name is, and I think that's another person they would just love to have in in an indictment whether he did something or not um so you know it, it's is they're going to be looking for more stuff like this so i mean i hope it bodes well for you know the the, the people that are actually innocent um but you know the the culture we got to be on the lookout for like for this to happen and to clean up the image a little bit more. Yeah, but also remember when they did this to Deshaun Jackson? They tried to say he was like affiliated with a gang. I mean, I just think we live in a world where literally there's so much evidence and that's what these prosecutors are using. And we'll get to this in a bit, but they're literally, even with the Takashi thing, remember the guy that we had on our podcast that did his documentary? All he needed to do was go online do interviews what did he what did he find he found interviews he found social posts that he had put up videos that's all you need people to people oh i don't know that person that person's not my friend okay then why is that person in this video with you why do you mention them in this song right why is there instagram picture beyond the club you know like there's so much evidence and that's why we're seeing it kind of ramp up a little bit before it used to be more hush hush like okay maybe snoop would mention in a rap you know you kind of knew that there was some gang affiliations there but where's the evidence it can't just be rap lyrics you know you have to catch him doing stuff like i said they probably the fans following you on instagram watching your posts and like you said me to watch you in the club your your videos your snapchats yeah, absolutely. All right. Something else that uh, lit the Internet on fire was Danny Lay doing her interview with Angie Martinez about her relationship with the baby. She also released a song simultaneously called Dead to Me, where she literally says you're dead to me and announced that she's releasing an album called My Side, which will tell her side of the story. Now, in this interview, there's a lot. But she maintains that she was not a side piece. She maintains that she was promised a real family with the baby, which is what drew her in. And um, she says that things went down. He was cheating, you know, um, and that he has never apologized and things have gone left and she's moving on. Let me say this. I fully believe her. I 100% believe all that. I believe we saw how he was posting her. I don't believe he made her feel like she was a side piece, although it was a little evident he was still messing with, especially Mimi. Uh, You know, he made her feel like she was the one, and I believe he promised her the family and all of that. I don't know why, knowing him, that she would think she's going to get an apology, but I really... And I just feel mean. I'm not gonna be checking for your album though. That's all I gotta say. I believe everything else though, and I, I feel bad for her. But your album, mm, I mean, I get it, but you can save it for me. The so, song is good though. No, Did y'all listen to the song? I'm like, okay, Teddy Lay. You know, the last album is going to be about 
I mean, it just it, it just going to be really good because sometimes that can go really left. You know, like Summer Walker tried it, but then she did have these other like little little bouncy songs that I really actually didn't like. But I'm just saying like, you just have to be very careful when you announce that that's what the album is going to be called. And then we're going to get like 10, 11, maybe 12 tracks that's dedicated to your relationship. Yeah, I think the last Danny Lay song I heard was uh, Yellowbone, where she talked about how she was so much better than brown skinned women because of the color of her skin. And then I think people got upset about it. And I believe the word that she used was only God can cancel me. Well, you're wrong. The baby canceled you. Dexter canceled you. I can't less about this girl. I don't know why Angie wasted her time sitting there talking to this woman. The baby's response to it was so much better than hers. Like I'm team the baby on this one, which is saying a lot. I just could care less about anything that this girl has to say. And if somebody promised you all these things, why didn't he marry you? If he wanted you that bad, why didn't he propose to you? Like, why are you just this? You were just living in his house and you had his baby and you were a side chick. You're going to remain a side chick and you're not going to sell any albums. That's wow. Damn, that's harsh. <laughs> Damn. And, 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 and your brother got beat up. <laughs> I, I was just about to pick her up. Listen, when you listen to this, just know, you know, I would never make you feel like a side chick. No, because watch, watch, Mina's going to have her on the show next. I'm not going to come. I think everybody I'm, has the chance to tell their side, you know, and I think she's been portrayed in a very negative light. Imagine you breastfeeding your child and the father of your child goes live while he calls oh. the cops on you. Like, that is the most bizarre. And I get what you're saying, Dexter, and I think she really ruffled people's feathers with that but still like as a human it's almost like that kevin samuels thing right where i you know we'll get to that but it's like okay he wasn't my favorite person but i'm not gonna rejoice in his death again i think she's made some missteps but i don't think she deserves the treatment that she received being a new mother and be you know having to deal with such a public humiliation so to deal with public humiliation, you decide to go do a radio interview and then release an album talking about said humiliation. Come on. Child, Beyonce did it. And, <laughs> and nobody, everybody, they say it's one of the greatest albums of all time. You wanted that from Beyonce. And again, it was tailored correctly. I don't know that Danny Lay got the budget and the writers for that. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying she has the right to tell her story, her side, in whatever way she wants to because she's been publicly humiliated. Her brother's been publicly humiliated and beat up. I mean, people have the right to tell their side. It's funny, when I was listening to the baby, he's like, well, you're late on this and you should have done it right after. Like, what? it's like when people are like, oh, um... It's like when people are like, oh, you know, um, what, you know, you did this too late or why didn't you come forward earlier or, you know, like with I was like, who are you to tell me when I need to come forward about my truth? Your truth. Oh, my God. But that's her truth, Dex. Like, whether you like her or not. Okay. It but like, we saw like, it. We saw it on the live. Like, her, but it's her truth. It is but her we truth. saw it. We saw it all go down. Like, we literally, it's kind of like Saturday Night Live. If something <laughs> happened, if something happened on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we expected to see it on this weekend, Saturday Night Live. You can't come two weeks later and give us the Chris Rock. You got the budget the team to be releasing no album no two weeks later. Well, that took some time. You should have just did your Instagram post or what? I get. Oh or maybe uh, she wasn't ready to publicly discuss. You have to go through the motions. Maybe she had postpartum. Yeah. I don't know. That would send you in the postpartum. Yeah. Like, I don't know. She has the right to tell it. Girl, this album better be good because you announced it. <laughs> it better come out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kevin Samuels, mm-hmm. this blew up the internet. This man is not my favorite man. I And I have to be fully transparent. I've tried to watch his YouTube thing. I just can't get through it sometimes. It's like, just sometimes I'm listening and I'm like, who raised you? <laughs> <laughs> like, who who put these ideas in your head? So I, I can't get through it, right? But he passed away. The circumstances surrounding his, his, um, 
his death are sketchy because he was with a woman and the woman did call 911, ironically. So um, there's a whole nother conspiracy theory about that. But I was more so surprised at how many people were rejoicing in his death, which again, I to me, a lot of the things he said sounded real ignorant and just misogynistic, right? But I'm not gonna be like, well, that's <laughs> what you get <laughs> for saying all them things about us or you know, putting this toxic masculinity out there. That's what you get, that karma, you know, which is what I've been hearing. Do you think when people pass away, especially someone as polarizing and controversial as him, do you think it's okay for people to voice? Well, we're you know you know in 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 I can't even think of a right the right way to say it, but okay, well we're not gonna miss that person. Well, before y'all answer this, I just want y'all to know that at some point or another, Donald Trump is going to pass away. Now you guys have the floor. Yeah, and and, and Dex, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, I'm actually going to quote Nas on this, not like it's, it's a summary of it. It's from one of his rats, but basically he said, uh, time is undefeated. The internet is undefeated. And then the third one, this rhyme that he's speaking is undefeated. So we at number two, right? The internet is just undefeated. Like, I don't know why we expect anything because it's really the wild, wild west. So I'm not surprised that, you know, the internet uh, there were people celebrating it. I'm not surprised at it at all. And eventually it'll go to like to what Dex is saying to other people that we may quote unquote dislike and, you know, people may celebrate it. I don't think it's right. Right. Um, that's me. I won't tweet something. That, oh, this person, you know, harmed me with his words. So I'm going to say that's what he gets. Like people was blaming karma off of how they personally felt about something that doesn't even add up. It's like, it's your perspective off of what he said. God did not strike him down because he made <laughs> you upset. Like, stop. You, you're, you're, you're not that important in this whole grand scheme of things. I like guess he didn't do that because of you. Um, but, you know, even, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily a huge fan or even against him. I just didn't take that much time to go out and listen to him on certain things. Uh, you know, one of my, one of my best friends, you know, he didn't, I wouldn't say lived by his videos, but if you talk to him, he learned a lot on how to do certain things that he necessarily didn't know. Um, you know, I didn't find his videos. Oh, Kevin Samuels? Yes. Um, so, I mean, he, he also spoke Garnett, more Garnett, about different things. But Garnett, you, you might get hit with the Rico. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, no, you, you what got did you possibly about. learn from Kevin Samuels? <laughs> Outside of the relationship stuff, right? He, like, talks about what fragrances men should wear. Who is Kevin Samuels to tell you what fragrance to wear? What is happening here? Who I'm saying who who is anybody on the internet to start up? You know something. Listen, <laughs> did he just curse? <laughs> no, listen. I'm 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 just giving you a heads up. I mean, who who is anybody on the internet as far as YouTube goes? Everybody's doing starting out in their bedroom. Who who are they? Yeah, you're out? going to jail. I cannot wait to go. You're going to jail. <laughs> like you're going but, to no, jail. Listen, he, he he talks about that. He he talks about you know what ties go with certain shirts. He talks about you know men getting dressed up. Now this isn't going on with the relationship stuff. I'm talking about more so. Hey, look, a how to. You know, and it's so many people on, on YouTube that we go to right now. You could be like, man, I don't know how to make this meal. I'm going to go on YouTube. How to make pasta. Who the hell is Men are fairly simple, though. Because actually, I kind of understand where Garnett is coming from. Because Donald Trump. You know how people feel about him. Donald Trump is the same man who tells you what hotels to stay in. He tells you what ties to wear. He tells you what steaks to eat. Like he does have stuff that people listen to or whatever. I, I, not for me though. It's just kind of like, just I just have a little bit more like 
level-headedness than just to some people that is just like, I, I can't, I like, whatever. Like, okay, I may like what this person has on. I can take that from them. But to actually sit up and listen to it, knowing that they have so much, I guess, hate speech or whatever, like it's that part is a little difficult for me to grasp. I think Kevin Samuels, I found him entertaining. I thought the stuff that he would say was funny, but like, I realized after he passed that there was a lot of people, men and women, who took what he said to heart. And like, that's kind of problematic to me. Like, and that's why those people were so hurt. And like, there were guys who were praying and like, they were hurt by this man dying. I mean, you would think it was like Kobe Bryant or something. That's how crazy it was, some of these posts. And then there were women who were like rejoicing. You would think it was like, I don't know, like Don Imers or something like that. Like, they were so happy. <laughs> That this man was out of here. But but with this, it's either, I don't know who said this. It was either Jesus or Vin Diesel. But one of them said, when you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Jesus so didn't say that. Okay. One of them. One of them. <laughs> that wasn't Jesus. Then, hold on. What was, what was it like random? Why? And one of them said it. Why? I don't know if it was Vin Diesel or Jesus, but one of them said that. Like you live by the sword and die by the sword. Fast and Furious. Uh, he, he wasn't that poetic and Fast and Furious. Damn. <laughs> but, but with that being said, though, it's kind of like one of those things like I don't even think Kevin Samuels will be that offended by um, people doing this and people saying that and stuff like that. I really don't only because like you know the type of personality that you have. You know what kind of emotions you bring out of people. So it's for us, it may be a little jarring to see that for him. I think he'd be like cool i left my mark and that's what he did he left his mark and the more these people are talking about it the more it shows that he left his mark so that's very true i mean i was never a fan nor followed the stuff obviously you know when the hype of his relationship stuff happened people would send but i couldn't even get through a few minutes of it to tell you whether he talked about cologne ups down stock markets or not because he just was not for me but the one thing that did make me laugh for people saying this is karma i gotta laugh like Y'all know we all gonna die one day, right? <laughs> right. As if we're gonna be the ones living in Kevin Samuels, though, <laughs> the one that died. I'm like, we all got a day. We just don't know when it is. Right. And I think I in the say, circumstances of the death, too, no, like he was, was literally was with a woman and died. Well, and the woman had me by surprise, just period. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but um, I do think it was like when I was like trying to look it up because I had saw like. I don't know, some posts, there were just so many to your point that I was like, wow, I've never seen people really, really rejoice like that over someone's death. I couldn't even really recall a time. Now, granted, the internet is social, just like everything else we talked about tonight has amplified things, as Garnett said, the Wild Wild West. But I really couldn't even remember a time that I saw people like celebrate somebody's death. So that was kind of like, wow. Like, I don't even think like, and maybe because do we have Instagram now? We did have Instagram now. It wasn't popping up. Like, I mean, like Saddam Hussein died. I didn't even see people like, yo, yes, he out of here. Like, Not you know, yet. it just was like, yeah. it was a, a little bit jarring to see where we are as humans. Like, again, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't put anything out there because. He wouldn't be able to get that out of me to Dex's point. Like, you're not going to get the old Kevin Samuels's ignorant. Da, 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 da. I'm not posting that, nor am I posting about your death, uh, you know, because he does have a family and those things. And, you know, I, I just don't think anyone's death and untimely death should be celebrated. And you you, you spoke on something, too. I think you're absolutely right as far as, uh, you know, it's weird to see people speaking out because usually there, there are people that will fake care. Yes. Like they're, we're usually on the side of fake caring. These people were not fake caring. Like there was a, there like was a, when DMX died, all of a sudden you had all these DMX fans, right, and I was right, like, right, right. Like, uh, right. like everybody, everybody had a picture of DMX when they randomly, yeah. randomly Like, <laughs> did, did did you listen to Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood? Because right. if you did it, <laughs> it was it was like I said, that's a great point. Um, there were a few people that I saw that actually tweeted, "I don't care either way." Like he, I didn't like what What's the point? I didn't care. I don't get it. Weird times. Uh, so I want to talk about, you know, song lyrics and, and, um, using that. So we all have, you know, the freedom of speech, but your freedom gets curbed when you're in, when you're doing a crime. <laughs> okay. Um, and during the press conference, 
by the district attorney in regards to the Young Thug Rico case, it was asked, are you going to be using song lyrics? Are you going to be using social media? The district attorney said, yes. While I respect the First Amendment, a crime was committed. So um, this is not the first time we've had this conversation. I don't remember if we had this conversation off the pod or on the pod, but I know when we were talking about it, it was a very spirited conversation because it's like, can you can should you be able to use song lyrics to literally build a case and tweets and social media to build a whole case around someone when we know a lot of things on social media are not real. It's a facade. It's fake. And a lot of these rappers are not rapping about the life that they're living. So you over here talking about I'm selling drugs. When's the last time you sold drugs? Like Pusha T stay rapping about some cocaine. Pusha T, when is the last time you sold cocaine, sir? And I love Pusha T, right? But as the president of good music, I highly doubt that he is actively selling cocaine, right? But there's music because that was a part of his previous life. So should things like this be able to be used in the court of law? Is it fair? I think it's super fair. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it puts the onus on the writers of this music um, to where do you draw the line on what's real and what's fake? Like you're telling on yourself at this point, you can still keep it real without giving up all the tapes. You know, like you can still have some realness in it without it, you know, you saying the person that you committed the crime with's name. Like literally, what what's Bobby Smurder's famous line? Uh, such and such caught a body the other day, huh? Like, or like you could have just said somebody caught a body yesterday. Like, or somebody. the baby when the baby talked about shooting that guy at Walmart or whatever. But but he 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 was cleared off of that. But yeah, that's something. Like yeah, people will try to bring that up. But that's something he was cleared off of, and he he was found. Uh, he was cleared with the charge he was charged for. It was a charge for murder. Sorry, go ahead. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you got to look at it. They only do this with people that are actually doing it. To your point, Mina, like, yeah, Pusha T is probably so far away from the white stuff <laughs> that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, he could talk about anything. He could create a world of anything. Jay-Z talk about old stuff, but he is so far removed from that that he's able to say these things. But legally, you know, he can get specific after the statute of limitation, you know, legally. But he can still talk about it, but he's not, he's no longer living that life. And I think that's where, as an artist, you have to draw the line for yourself, you know, because it's you saying this. You can't be mad at them if you're saying what you and your homies did on the block yesterday, how? Because J. Cole is saying some real stuff too, but he's not doing that. Like you can, he's still keeping it real. He's still saying real life activities. Drake's still saying real life activities, but it's not that. It's not incriminating things. Unless you want to talk about cheating, I guess, you know, Drake always talking about him and another girl. Okay, so what? The feds isn't going to run down on you on that. So I think as a as a culture, we have to really like we have to like protect yourself. Don't have these laws try to protect you because it's not made to protect you at the end of the day. Clearly, stop saying too much. Say just enough and then leave it alone. Do you think urban music would be compelling if they didn't? Like, yes. do you think that we? Yeah. Do, yeah. That's do, do, the only of- reason the only reason I asked that question. Could you answer a little fast? The only reason I asked the only reason I asked that is because like we've been doing this since like the beginning of time. Like like every rapper does this. They all talk about murder and street life or whatever, and that's the reason why it's been not not all rappers do that. I was just about to say, but to your point I'm, about like Jay Z and even a Nas, when they do do it, they do reference it in the past tense. So Dex, it is still them saying it in urban music but they don't say it in the sense of, I'm doing this right now. You know what I mean? But like I was saying, (laughs) this is something that our culture, urban music was built on. Like, and obviously not every single person is gonna do it, but the majority do it. So it's safer to say that like, we do it more than we don't do it. 
So like, because that's a thing and because that's been proven to be successful, do you really think that if these, cause like there's new rappers that are coming out and doing it. So new rappers are talking about the same exact thing that people 30 years, 50 years ago were talking about. I just feel like that's a, so much so a part of the culture that if they tried to change it up, people wouldn't be interested. And that's the reason why I think that these people consistently do that. I think the culture, like you said earlier, Garnett, needs to be shifted and needs to be changed. And it really needs to be looked at because like we're putting our rappers behind bars. Sure, they may be doing this stuff or whatever, but like we're encouraging it too. I'm not putting them behind bars because I don't even know what they be talking about. Like at least when Jay Z and them was saying that, I was very clear. I was very clear what Young Jeezy was saying. I don't know what they talk about these songs to know whether they talk about a crime, a TV show, a clothing accessory. I don't even know. A car. I can't tell by the way that they were. But I will say when you said Mina, should it be able to happen? I think. To your point, Dex, for years, it's been something that's come up. If we look back 20, 25 years ago with Dolores Tucker, you know, challenging Tupac and the things that he was saying in his lyrics and trying to bring that up on the Hill, it's not a surprise that this is something that they tried to help. There's been murder trials where they'll say, listen, well, the, the kids were listening to a Snoop Dogg song before, you know, they committed this murder. So it's, again, I don't know to the question, should it happen? It's been happening, and just like anything else, yes, there's freedom of speech, but you don't have to put everything out there. To Dex, to your point, maybe as a rapper, you feel like you have to, but you don't have to put everything out there, then it won't be held against you. I'm not going to be putting out nothing that talk about something illegal I did, whether it be in a social post, as a joke, as a poem, because I know it can be held against me, just like I wouldn't put out a nude picture or something scantily clad because it can be held against me. So there is this thing where, yes, you're an artist in your art, but when you're putting it out there for the world to see and consume, just know it could be used against you. Good, bad, or indifferent, even if it's in the court of public opinion. And 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 let me, my bad, Mina, uh, let me get the quote right from Bobby Smyrna. He said, Mitch caught a body about a week ago. How do you think Mitch felt when he heard that? <laughs> it's like, are, are you serious? It's like, why you got him snitch on me, man? <laughs> you know what, though? I think it literally, I think it needs to be a balance, right? I mean, it's it's one thing to put up a picture of your drugs, right? <laughs> Which is and, terrible, too. But, right, yeah. like massive drugs, right? But it's another thing to put it up Put, talk about your drugs in a song lyric, right? Because one of them is entertainment purposes. So it's like, I think that there needs to be a balance. I think that if prosecutors and dist district attorneys are going to use this stuff, they need to have actual concrete evidence in addition to that. It, it's a slippery, scary slope when we start allowing people to just use social media, you know, or or to, to close cases, because a lot of that stuff is fake, you know, or it may not even be your picture. You might just be trying to show off or, you know, and again, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, yeah, you got to be careful about what you put out there. You know, you got to be more protective if you're doing something like I'm not going to go shoplift and then tell people I shoplifted like. I got to keep that to the chest, you know, so people don't find out. But so I do think it's a bit of stupidity of like, OK, you just telling everybody your business. <laughs> but I also think that on on when it comes to the law, we have to be careful about allowing things like this to put people away for life, you know, for long periods of time. Like you put me in jail because of an Instagram picture. <laughs> but maybe it's being used to your point with the evidence. So maybe that's what I'm saying. I get worried if you're just gonna use that and you have no other evidence. I think it's a slippery slope because we're gonna be in a situation where they're putting people away off off of having no evidence just because they're using social media or things that are sometimes frivolous. I'm not saying that the stuff of everything is a is a lie, you know. But obviously, it depends on every specific case. 
right? If we're, if we're, you know, we're saying that you're drug trafficking and you put up a picture of all these drugs <laughs> that there's no way that you could consume yourself, then maybe A and B do make C, you know, do connect to C or one plus two is three, all right? But <laughs> if I said something in a song lyric, I could have had a ghost writer. I could look, I could have been what Quentin Miller could have written my song. <laughs> my boy that is about that life could have contributed in a writing session. Like, come on, man. I just and, and it's I a slippery slope, that. man. I, I, and you I have to have concrete that. evidence before you take people's lives away and put them in jail. I think they're only going to use it to match up with the evidence. I think if it was circumstantial and it's just like a guess, I don't think they're going to use it. But if there's like a day where they can show there was a money laundering transaction and then you went on Instagram and did the challenge and put all this money up, I think like the connecting of the dots. I don't think they'll use it if it's just like, oh, he lives a lavish lifestyle and da-da-da-da-da. I think it's only going to be used when it's like to back up this like you said one plus two like okay I can show you how we got the three because we have this one over here and then boom let's match it up with these two things we have on social media and this lyric because he, he's going to say he doesn't know this person but he mentioned them clearly in this song <laughs> and we have this picture of him passing him in the club right and and I agree with exactly what you're saying it's but we got to realize too the crime is coming first not the lyrics we're only looking at the lyrics because you did some crimes. Because right. they're not they're not at right. Quentin Miller's door. They're yeah. they're not at J. Cole's door. They're not at Jay's, they're at none of these people's door. They're at the people that is that may have retired yesterday, but that's too close, bro. Like whatever, whether you one foot in, one foot out, you're you're they're at your door. Those are the doors that they're knocking. And then yes, they're using that as evidence, which they they do that in different circumstances, right? Because it's all just to paint the picture, and that's what we have to realize as uh, you know our generation, our culture, is that yeah, if you are actively doing it, man, you better off just rapping like J Cole. Like it, it's 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 no point of even like getting around it. Like you you better off. Why do you say better off? Why do you say better off rapping like J Cole? Like why did you use that as a reference? Well, because I'm 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 actually a huge J Cole fan. Wait, wait, but but there was a reason you used him as a reference. Why is that? Because he talks about what's happening real in his life for yeah. like college. And he's, he's not, not as that. and he's not as big and popular as some of these ones who are talking about the street life, right? Uh, That's all I was saying. I, I just want to prove my point. I won't say that. I won't say that because at that point I can use Drake as a reference. That's somebody who isn't Jay-Z. Like they're not into that. Drake is on the song. Drake is on a song called Rico. And I, I gotta look into him a little bit more too. And look, he, he, he's he's probably saying some stuff he's never done before. He may not have matter of fact, no, that's the verse he didn't write. <laughs> he didn't write a lot of them. So and I know that that was the verse, that was the song that got me pissed off. It was right, that one. It was. So it's like and Quentin Miller ain't get him in trouble, <laughs> you know, but even if they wanted to check it out is, uh, well, one, he didn't write it, but two. <laughs> I guess the strategy is if you're actively breaking the law, do not allude to it and then allude to it after the fact, after the statute of limitation yes. has expired. But, 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 you but, but can't get locked that, up for it. Think about that in the same reference as somebody like OJ Simpson and R. Kelly after all their stuff is done and they start making songs and making a book, If I Did It. That kind of stuff is like, it's sick. Like we we can't keep excusing that kind of activity. Imagine Britney Spears singing about, I don't know, like, like, I don't know, like, like, so what the hell does she be talking about? That's I don't point. know. She's naked on the gram all the time. She don't do much talking. All I see is body parts. <laughs> and that's another thing too. Even though to like, so what drill rap is like the Chicago rap? It's literally made to talk about what you just did to your opponents, your ops, and there are people that died. And you're literally dissing them in a song, like as a mother, as a brother, as a sister, as somebody that's related to that person that just passed away. 
you're screaming a name. You may not have done it where, you know, I'm smoking on such and such. It's like, which is a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But like, how do, like, how would that even make you feel as somebody being on the other side, knowing that, yeah, you may not have done it personally, but you're in the same gang or group that had something to do with it. Yeah, that is, it's, it's, it's a little crazy. And I know, I know Jay-Z was ended up, you know, he wanted to fight for not using lyrics in a song. And I get his standpoint because his standpoint is, hey, look, you don't do this to country music. Well, are they actively into it is what I would say back to him. Because these kids, they they into it. They they not lying in a lot of their lyrics. You know what? This reminds me of the Black China lawsuit. How she tried to say that Rob Kardashian did revenge porn on her, and they literally pulled up all her naked pictures from social media. <laughs> and then they were like, "How did he revenge porn on you when you literally revenge porn yourself? <laughs> you literally put all of this out here on social media." <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's the 220th episode of the Mina's House podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm Mina Say What. I'm to be. Garnett Briscoe. Jack Stucky. Talk to you next week. <laughs>